Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Power Up Podcast, entitled Lead It or Leave It, with your host, church consultant and leadership coach, Chanel Ramsey. Thank you guys for joining me today. We're going to jump into this topic because if you're in leadership, whether you're in the church or whether you're in business, we all run into this thing called delegation. And so I want to tackle this topic in a fresh way um, and give you some tips. I want to give you some um insider information as I like to call it Um, some of my experience in this area that I believe can help enhance you Um, and I believe that it can help um, not only inform you but empower you and that's really what the the end goal is is that you leave feeling equipped and inspired to be the best leader that you can be so thank you guys for joining me I see our numbers are going up more and more people are logging on and checking us out share invite your friends your followers because we want to dive in to this topic um, and really really talk about this because I feel that um, uh, uh, some of the reasons why we don't see the progress that we want to see is because we don't take time to delegate. We do it all of ourselves. Hey, Abraham, thank you for joining me. Um, and so many times um, we do it all ourselves. We're that lone ranger. We, we have the vision and we execute the vision. Um, hi, Renee. Thank you for joining me. And um, what we don't realize in the process is that um, not only do we um, start to self-sabotage our success, but we also rob people of the experience of being a part of the manifestation of that vision. And so um, I want to talk about this 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 topic of um, delegation because there's some do's and some don'ts. Um, there's some things about delegation that um, we need to have a real discussion about. Um, but, um, bless you, Pastor Ross is on. Um, and so, yes, well, we're working on, on seeing you tonight as well. So um, there's so many things I want to talk about with this topic because, um, like I said before, I've had some bloops, some blunders, some success and some failures with this topic. Delegation is not an easy thing to navigate. If you are in a leadership position, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It is not an easy place to navigate, but it is important that we exercise it. It is important that we institute it. It is important that it is um, healthy within our organization. Okay, so let's get started. Thank you guys for sharing this. Thank you for inviting your friends, your followers to join us today. Thank you um, for just taking out the time to, to share this time with me on Tuesdays at 2. Like I always say, for those of you who do not know me, my name is um, Chanel Ramsey. I am a leadership coach. I am also the, the CEO and founder of Power Up Urban Leadership Network. And so on Tuesdays at 2, I try to jump on and just share some nuggets with you about leadership because that's what I'm all about. I love leadership. I love um, seeing organizations run well. I love seeing pro- productivity, um, not just busyness. And so one of the things that um, the Lord has given me as a charge is to, for the church in particular, to raise the standard of leadership uh, um, in the church um, so that we can operate at a level of excellence that even other our organizations operate at. And so as a leadership coach, people always say, you know, that's not a terminology you hear in the church world, like coaching or, you know, what is it exactly that you do? I'm so glad you asked. Okay. So as a leadership coach, my assignment is to help you strategize to win. Just like any other coach at any other game, the coach doesn't get on the field and play the game with you, but they're on the sidelines helping you to plan, prepare, and strategize, execute that plan that you prepared with 
with a divine strategy so that you can win. And so I'm here to be your confidential thinking partner, your sounding board to help you look at to identify the problem and create sustainable, low cost, high impact solutions. That's really what I want to do. I want you to help help you to identify the pattern within that pl- that problem and then create sustainable, low cost in most in most instances, but high impacting solutions. That's really, really important because you don't want to struggle with the same thing year after year after year. And so many times as leaders, we think the problem is with the people, but sometimes the problem can lie with us. If we tweak our leadership style, um, and it could be a minor tweak, we can see huge results. But sometimes you can't see the forest for the trees because you, you've been in it so long, you're enveloped in that culture. You need an outsider. You need somebody to come in that's going to be able to sit and see what you're missing and then help you strategize in order to win. And so that's my job as a leadership coach, and I love what I do. I love visiting churches. I love visiting um, leaders. And what I love about what I do is it's not confined to the church. And so not only um, do I help churches out, but I also help corporations and organizations out. So as a leadership coach, again, I meet with leaders one-on-one in both the church and in corporate America. And my services include, but it's not limited to, you know, consultations, um, on-site empowerment workshops and customized workshop experiences, um, helping you to develop your team and all so many other things. I want you to connect with me. Go to CoachRamsey.com and you can see more about what I do. And then you can also book your free consultation there. I was just talking to a client maybe two weeks ago and she was just telling me about her experience. She is at a mega church, a mega church, and um, she's new there. And a lot of stuff that she thought she would have been taught coming in, she wasn't taught. And so that's really where the birthing place of Power Up all came from. Because the Lord showed me a while ago, he says, you know, there's a gap. He took me in Nehemiah chapter 4 and he says there's a gap there's a breach in the body of Christ between when people are called and appointed from when they are equipped for what they've been called to and so many times we are guilty of putting people in positions without training without empowerment and so people we just learn on the go you know how it is put your hands to the plow and don't look back you know they tell us all of these great things that you know like oh you're anointed for it and you just get in it and then you experience so much frustration you experience experience failure and you're like well God's not a God of failure but I'm failing something is not right and so I was so frustrated as a leader in the church I was doing the best that I could I don't know how many of you can really uh, you know find yourself in this story but I was doing the best that I could and I was doing what I saw being done And what I realized is I was learning some bad habits from leaders. And at the end of the day, I was burnt out. I was frustrated. I was mad at the people. And I didn't want to do what God had called me to do anymore. And so many times, especially in the kingdom, we find ourselves in that place where we're like, I don't want to do anymore. I'm done with this. I need a break. I need a vacation. Uh, Get me away from this. Because we haven't really been equipped to do what we've been called to do. And so... That's my spiel about why I started all of this, and I would love to come to your church, your organization, meet with you, and help you to get out of the rut, to move past stagnation, and really begin to see growth and productivity in your ministry or your organization. And so I'm not an event planner, but I can help you strategize. And so that's my job. And today, we're going to be talking about a really, really great topic. I'm excited about it. 
I'm excited about it because I know the frustration and the pain of delegation. And you know what? I, I, I always tell people, nobody sets out and wakes up in the morning and say, I want to fail today, right? Nobody wakes up and says, today is the day that, you know, I'm just going to do whatever. No, we want to succeed at whatever we do. And so I want to talk about delegation because so many of you, and whether you want to admit it or not, so many of us. Um, our lone ranges. We're just doing it by ourselves. We have a team that we don't utilize or we don't have a team and we just do everything ourselves. And it's because we have bad experiences with delegation. But delegation can be the fuel that drives your vision forward. Y'all hear me? Delegation can be the fuel that drives your vision forward. To be the best at delegation, you really have to see it work in your organization, okay? And so I want to take this time to really talk about this topic. So hey, hey Annette, thank you for joining me. Tyella, thank you for joining me. Renee, Abraham, um, Gwendolyn, Lawrence, Ricardo, thank you guys for joining me. Why don't you guys take this time? We're about to jump into this topic. It's super juicy. I'm going to say some things that I might step on your toes. This might get a little intense because this topic is nothing to play with because again, it's your dream. It's your baby. You know what I mean? Hey Malik, it's your baby you know and it's hard to put your baby in somebody's hands if you can't trust them and you know how it is at the end of the day we realize that we are responsible so that that nervousness that fear of letting go we're going to drop jump into all of that and we're going to talk about this delegation thing because some of us need to delegate so we can sleep better at night some of us need to delegate so we can have uh, better eating habits and we can rest our mind and we can enjoy life because we're doing so much. We are over engaged. And so take this time to share this because I want to jump into this topic because I believe these delegation dangers, we're going to jump into it. We're going to find some truth here. We're going to find some strategy in this. And then I'm going to give you five tips to walk away with that's going to help you in your delegation process because that's really, really important. Okay, guys, share, share, share. I want to see it. Let me know. Hashtag delegation dangers now in the comments so I know that you're ready to begin. Because I want to make sure that we lock into this topic. Because if you're going to be in leadership, you have to learn how to delegate. All right. If you're going to be in leadership, you have to learn how to delegate. This is going to be key to the success of your organization. It's going to be key. So jump on hashtag delegation dangers so I know that you're ready to begin. Now, some of y'all, I know y'all watch me while y'all driving and stuff. And you don't type nothing. You stay focused on the road. Okay, we're going to get to where we need to go. All right. Good. Hey, 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 everybody. All right, let's jump into this topic. This is good stuff. This is good stuff. So here's the first thought that I want to throw out there to you. Number one, the ability to delegate is the power to build a future bigger than yourself. Isn't that good? Oh, yes. The ability to delegate is the power to build a future bigger than yourself. You don't want your organization to rise and fall on just you. Okay, the ability to delegate is the power to build a future bigger than yourself. Why is this important? Because over engaged leaders work way too hard. How many of you are overly engaged? I mean, every decision has to come through you. You have to make a decision on toilet tissue in the bathroom. You have to make a decision on um, if the door is going to be open at 8 or 8.15. You have to make all the decisions. Everybody comes to you for everything. Overly engaged leaders work way too hard. Why? Because overly, over-engaged leaders produce disengaged teams. 
Now that's big. Over-engaged leaders. That means you're doing way too much. You're involved in too much. You have your hand in so much that now you have produced a disengaged team. So many times people come to me and they said, this is my problem. My team is not working. They are not, not only are they not working together, they're not producing. You have to check, am I being overly engaged? Okay, over-engaged leaders produce disengaged teams, which means they're not going to engage in the vision. They're not going to produce. So here's some of the things that you got to be careful of. If you realize this is you, then you got to understand how to pull back. If you are over-engaged, this is what you do. Don't dive into problem solving with first, without leaving a space for engagement. Uh-huh. Don't dive into problem solvings without leaving space for engagement. I'm talking to all of the superheroes out there. I am talking to those of you who are in leadership who stay in crisis mode. I mean, you every time there's an issue, you put on your cape, you run to the rescue, you fix, you solve. This is what you do. And you believe that this is the beginning and end of leadership. No. No, no, no. Don't dive into a problem without leaving space for engagement. Okay? Why? Because curiosity dies when quick-minded leaders give quick answers. You don't want curiosity to die. You don't want your thinkers to be bored. Right? You have thinkers on the team, people that want to explore um, problems. They want to look into it. They want to analyze it. We're your analytical people. You don't want to kill that curiosity. It dies when your quick-minded leaders give quick answers instead of inviting into that problem the space for engagement. Think of it this way. The person who gives the answers owns the issue. Now, that's big. The person who gives the answers owns the issue. So if you don't want that problem to be your problem, then you have to allow the per other people to provide an answer. You cannot always run to solve the problem. Okay, over-engaged leaders can't resist quickly solving problems like squirrels can't resist nuts. Okay, if you can't resist, then I'm talking to you. If you feel like at every moment when something happens, you have to run, you have to rush to it, you got to deal with it right away, honey, I'm talking to you. That nine times out of ten, you are over engaged. Over engaged leaders answers questions, but seldom ask them. When you start to ask questions, what are you doing? You're inviting in a space for engagement. Don't rush in to, act, to answer the questions, but rush to ask the questions, right? Seek options before choosing solutions. This is how you keep people engaged. Seek options before choosing solutions. I can't tell you the countless leaders that I have served under that never asked me what I thought. They have never asked me what it is I thought because we think that delegation is I tell you what to do and you do it. And that's it. But when you realize that you're not, you're not just getting tasks done, but you're trying to develop people, you invite this space for engagement in. You invite the space for engagement in because when you engage in the process of solving a problem with the team, Instead of um, for the team, you're going to see personal development in the people. That's huge. Did y'all hear that? When you invite engagement in the process of solving the problem, 
with the team instead of for the team, you are now creating an environment where there's going to be personal development, personal development, um, development, because this is important, because if you don't start to process ministry as not something um, that you're just doing to do it, but realizing that ministry is about people. And if it's about people, then it includes relationship and it, it includes development. Um, when you look at Christ's model, let's look at how he did ministry. When he was there, he left room for engagement. Do you remember that story? I believe it's in Matthew. Excuse me. I believe it's in Matthew where the people had came to hear Jesus. So here they are. It's a field full of people. Everybody is there. They're listening to Jesus. And then here it is. The people getting hungry. Who are going to feed them? Right? So the disciples says, all right, send them away that they can go get food. Send them away. And then Jesus turns to them and he says, you give them something to eat. He says, okay, no, 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 no. Here's engagement. Practice what you've seen me do. Here's an opportunity for you to exercise what I have given you. Here's room for engagement. Let's solve this problem together. And so um, if you're over engaged, you step in quickly. And when you step in quickly, others step back. You have to be so careful. Sometimes you got to move slow towards things because you have to leave room for people to start to think on their own and begin to develop this sense of problem solving among the team. I hope you guys are getting this because this is really important. If we're going to see our ministries grow, if we're going to see um, leaders begin to beget leaders, right? To see more leaders in your ministry, not just followers, but you're starting to develop people that are leaders. You're going to have to master this thing called delegation. You're going to have to master it. So delegation to me is the process of letting go to extend capacity. It's the process of letting go to extend capacity, increase energy, and enhance fulfillment for yourself and for others. I'll say that again. De delegation is a process of letting go with the intentions of extending capacity. So you're going to help people increase their capacity, increase energy, right? Now you're not so tired. People can take on tasks. They can see the reward of that and enhance fulfillment. When people, the Bible says this, and a, 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 desire, a desire accomplished is sweet to the soul. When people experience um, achievement, it is sweet to the soul. It, it releases uh, a feeling of fulfillment. It enhances fulfillment for you and for others. So many of us are frustrated, we're tired, we're worn out because we do not delegate. We do not delegate. And the reason why we don't delegate is because some of us have had some bad experience with delegation. We have handed off tasks to people and it's not gotten done. And so they drop the ball and here we go. Rescue Ranger. Because, again, ultimately, you're a leader, so you're responsible. You're responsible. So you jump in and you try to solve the problem. You try to bring everything together. And you develop in your mindset, in your mantra, in your, your paradigm, this understanding that says, I can't trust people with projects and so you now do everything instead of sharing the load and sharing the vision with people so that they too can carry that 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 load and so I know some of you have had bad experiences with delegation you've trusted people and they've let you down I get it you frustrated 
that sometimes it's not because um, it, it sometimes it's not because um, they weren't competent. They weren't committed. Some of us have trusted the wrong hands. Some of us have trusted the wrong hands with the vision. And now we're taking out our bad experience on everyone else on the team by robbing them of the experience to release their potential, which only happens when you delegate. Did y'all hear that? It only happens when you delegate. And so because of our, our few bad experiences, we take it out on the team and now we do not delegate at all which again is robbing people from releasing their potential that they only can do when we delegate. And so we have to be so careful because it, that letting go is scary. That letting go is scary. Some of us don't delegate because we don't like to lose control. We're, very, we, we're, we're meticulous, quote unquote. We're very particular about how we like things and it must be done this way. So we don't trust anybody else to do it. What I had to learn, oh my God, so many times I had to learn this over and over and over again until I really got the lesson. That just because I have a way that's a great way doesn't mean it's the only way to get it done. There are other ways to accomplish it. They might take longer. They might not be as efficient. But there are other ways to accomplish it. And sometimes, and I'll talk about this next Tuesday, you have to count up the cost of failure. You have to count up the cost of failure. Um, there are some times where it's a low cost, like it's not going to cost you that much to allow it to go a different way. Okay, but I'm going to talk about that next week. But I want to talk about letting go, letting go. Some of us hold on because we have trusted the wrong hands. I always tell people this in every workshop when I'm dealing with teams, train who you trust and trust who you train. Some of you have trained people, but you don't trust them. Train who you trust and trust who you train. Letting go unlocks potential. Some of us have had bad experiences with delegation, so instead of letting go, we hold on. Why? Because when we let go, it feels like we're losing control. Danger. <laughs> danger. When you, when you got a control issue, that's a danger point. That is a danger point. Because we're not called to control the kingdom of God. We're called to steward what he gave us in the kingdom of God. We are stewards over what he gave us. Delegation is not about losing control as much as it is about gaining engagement. It is not about losing control as much as it is about gaining engagement. Effective delegation does this. Number one, it builds trust. Number two, it increases humility. Because when you're learning to delegate and you're releasing more responsibility, it will humble you because you got to really work with people. Number three, it develops new, new skills, okay? Struggle in moderate doses develops character and skills. Number four, it boosts morale. Number five, it improves communication. And number six, it advances innovation. These are all benefits from delegating effectively. Mm -hmm. Some of us don't delegate effectively, and I'm going to talk about that because wise leaders know that delegating includes people development and relationship building. Delegation includes people development and relationship building. Hypocritical leaders say that they value people development, responsibility, and, and, and initiative, but they don't delegate. How can you value those things, but you don't delegate? If you value people development, you value seeing them go forth and them growing, then you have to de delegate. Here's, here's how you know it's time to delegate. Number one, 
The fear of losing control keeps nagging. Okay, number two, no one can do it as good as you. Okay, for all of you who I've been doing it for the last 20 years and this is the way that I do it and everybody always loves it the way that I do it, it's time to delegate when no one can do it as good as you <laughs> because that's already a cap. You don't know what you have in your midst where they can take what you've built, the foundation of what you created and make it even better. No one can do it as good as you and talent is underutilized. It is nothing like having an organization full of talent and nobody doing nothing. Number three, opportunities slip through your fingers because you are doing too much. You can't even take advantage of the opportunities that come because you have not learned how to delegate. Leaders of growing organizations are always learning and relearning to step back so others can step forward. You have to step back so others can step forward. Growth is a process of letting go so others can take hold. Now this is what I want you to take hold of. I want you to write this down. Keep this in your memory. Stepping back is far more than delegating. It's about developing a spirit of ownership among your team. Now this is good because I'm about to drop something on you. This is real good because I'm going to drop this on you. And I, I want you to really hear because I'm about to step on somebody's toes. Because we have, um, we have the wrong definition of, de uh, of delegation. <laughs> we have the wrong definition of delegation. And so um, I want to talk about this. So make sure you guys, hey, who's on? I see some new people came on. Hey, hey, hey. Thank you guys for joining me today. Make sure you share this. Hi, Asher is on. Charlotte is on. Hey, thank you guys for joining me today. Share this with somebody. Let them know that you're on, especially those that you know are in leadership or in business or entrepreneur. Delegation is important. And we're about to talk about this really, really juicy, to juicy topic because we've been doing delegation wrong. And so I want to talk about this danger in delegation right here. And it's called, right, do it or dump it leaders. <laughs> the do it or dump it leaders. Do it or dump it leaders. That is not delegation. Here it is. You either do it all or you dump it all. And then we leave it for other people to do. We think delegation is dumping it on somebody and walking away. And then we say, oh, I delegated. That's, that's not effective delegation. And we have these leaders who have this all or nothing mentality. Either I'm going to do all everything that has to be done in the event. I control all the aspects of it. Or I do none of it. And I'll just let y'all do it. And then y'all come back to me with what you want to do. That's not effective delegation. Now wonder the people are frustrated. Now wonder the morale is down. Now wonder they don't want to stay involved. They don't volunteer anymore. Because you have a do it or dump it mentality. That's a danger. Stepping back. Stepping back isn't disconnecting or dumping on others saying you do it. That's not how delegation works. Leaders who have been fully involved seem to struggle with partial involvement. It's either all or nothing. That is not delegation. You struggle with it because you're so used to doing everything. You have to realize that this is going to be a challenge and a process, but you can't just dump it and walk away. That is not effective delegation. And what it does is it leaves people feeling abandoned. It leaves people feeling like you've dumped on them. It leaves people feeling unsupported. It leaves them feeling like, you know what, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm not even going to ask because he told me to do it or she told me to do it. 
The challenge of letting go is giving people the feeling that you still care. You aren't just dumping on them. So you can't blurt out things when people ask you questions like, well, you do it. <laughs> you can't just blurt out certain, certain things when people ask you questions. You have to provide support during the delegation process. So who to delegate to? Commitment versus competence. Sometimes there are different areas where you need to look at whether or not this person is really ready for delegation. Number one, are they eager for advancement? We have to be so careful as leaders that we don't aspire to give people more than they are actually hungry for, right? We're trying to push stuff on them and hope that they want more for their lives and hope that they want more, to, to more responsibility. You be aware of aspiring for others more than they aspire for themselves. Number two, have they discussed failure openly? This is huge. Have they discussed failure openly? Why is that so big? Why is that so big? I'll tell you why. Because you have to be careful of the person who covers up failure. That's a bad sign. That's a really, really bad sign. Don't delegate to someone who covers up failure. Do not delegate to someone who covers up failure. If they're a person that openly says, you know what, I messed up. I, I see what I did wrong. Uh, um, you start to really say, okay, um, I, I see my mistake. When they start saying things like that, and they're opening up about their failures, then that's good ground for delegation. Have they stepped up in the past? This is number, number three. Number four, do they follow through with little oversight? This is a way to know if they're ready for delegation. Do they listen and ask questions? Some of us, again, we've been delegating to the wrong people. Just because a person can do something doesn't mean that they're the right person to be delegated to. Here's my five tips in closing, and I really hope you got this, because if you're not careful, you will, you will start to create unnecessary frustration in your ministry, in your organization, in your business. You created unnecessary frustration. Here are the five tips on how to delegate. Number one, give authority gradually and incrementally. Number two, provide more oversight at the beginning. Number three, expect more reporting when you first launch into uncharted waters. Number four, step back transparently. Don't just disappear. <laughs> Don't just disappear. Say, hey, okay, I'm going to give you some space. Work it out. I'm going to come back to you in a few days, and then we'll talk about your progress. Transparent. Number five, maintain avail availability, but don't hover. Be available, but not eager. <laughs> to grab the rope and pull, pull it in if the train runs off the rails, okay? Support instills courage. When people feel supported, they are more courageous, okay? Yes, Lawrence, yes, right, don't just disappear. Oh God, that is one of the things that I see so many leaders do. They just disappear, they give you the task and then they walk away, they don't check in, but they gonna come when it's due and ask you, what did you do? Or why isn't this done? But they disappeared on you and they did not provide support. And um, what one of the things we do is we assume that people understood what we said when we said it. One of the things that I like to do is when I give someone instructions, I'll always ask them, okay, so tell me what you're gonna be working on. I need to hear it back to make sure that we're saying the same thing, number one. And then number two, 
I ask them, when do you think you, you're going to be done with this? Or when can we meet up to discuss the progress? Okay, I'm giving them more ownership and more um, control over how this flow is going to go. I'm not going to say, okay, I'm going to call you on Tuesday and we can talk about it. No, I want them to give me the date because, again, I'm trying to release control. Remember what I said earlier, the person who provides the answer, that issue belongs to them. I'm not going to provide the answer. I'm going to ask the questions and allow you to fill in that space for engagement. People delegate and then they off the scene and they don't show up until it's due. Meanwhile, the person has been struggling that whole time trying to accomplish the goal. And we think, well, if you've been struggling, why didn't you ask for help? You'll be surprised at the reasons why people do not ask for help. Some don't feel like um, they have um, a safe space to do so because they don't want to look incompetent. Um, some people feel like they wasn't going to get the help anyway because last time they asked for help, it didn't happen. Um, some people had bad experiences at their last church or, and, and their, or and at their job, so they don't want to ask for help. There's so many different reasons why people don't ask for help. That's why having conversations that bring about clarity can help you understand the level of delegation that you can give to a person. So, guys, any questions for me about delegation? Any questions for me about delegation? Next week, we're going to talk about the cost of failure versus the level of um, preparation. So that's the COF versus the LOP, and we're going to really dive into that. But let me know if you have any any questions about delegations or tell me about your bad experiences because I know that that's one of the things that definitely kept me away from delegating, Um, especially that in that superhero complex of having to have all the answers made me feel validated as a leader. It made me feel useful. It made me feel needed. Um, as a leader. So if I wasn't solving problems and answering questions, then I, I felt lost. Like I had no um, relevance to the organization. But in fact, that's that was far from the truth that you want to become less relevant. That's how you know you're raising up leaders. You want to raise up a team that looks to each other when it's time to solve a problem and they start to create the solution on on their own. Um, and they come to you saying, hey, this was a problem. This is the solution that we're proposing. You know, this is this is what we're going to implement. When you start to get a team that starts to think that way, you're really growing people in their leadership. You're really starting to grow people. And I, I struggled with delegation because I I didn't train people. I would just give them tasks. I did not train them. And I I thought, oh, well, she does this for work, so she must be able to do it for the church. (laughs) That wasn't always true. And then I got got hoodwinked a couple of times with people that sell themselves at a level that they really don't operate at. You got to be careful. People know how to sell themselves. Like, yeah, child, I do this and I know how to do that. And and so you like, okay, yeah, good. I could just rest all of this responsibility on you. And then you realize, oh, no, this is this is bad. (laughs) Nothing is getting done. And then you like, okay, what happened? I thought you could. I've got hoodwinked a couple of times. And thinking that people can do more than they actually could because of how they sold themselves. And so that's why that supporting part is so important. That that delegating and releasing authority incrementally, not all at one time. You don't dump and disappear. Do not dump and disappear <laughs> because people will feel lost and then they will not know which way to go. And what happens? Productivity stops. Maximizing potential stops. 
energy goes down and you're back at square one and you what you gonna do as a leader do it yourself that's what you do you can't get you can't get anybody else to do it what are you gonna do do it yourself and what you put you put yourself right back in the cycle right back in the cycle of not delegating right back in that cycle so all right I want to know your thoughts if anybody's on here hey Dawn thank you for joining me I know some of you, you might have some questions about delegating. You had some bad experiences or you want to be able to take your delegation style to the next level. I'm here. I want to hear your questions and um, we'll dive into it a little bit more even next week because I want to talk about delegating to novice and how to do that and, and what that would look like and how to support without hovering. Right. Because we, 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 we don't want people to feel micromanaged. We don't want people to feel micromanaged, but at the end of the day, we still need to check in and we still need to know that things are getting done. So that's a whole process. That's a whole process. We want to talk about next steps. We want to talk about the right questions so we can get the right answers and what that all looks like. So, yeah, over engaged leaders, I'm talking to you. And so um, I love this. Yeah, she says, hi, Charlotte. She said, great nuggets. Thank you. Can we go back and listen to this again? Yes, you absolutely can. The video will be saved on my page and you can actually do that, of course. Um, and then also for those of you who wanted to reach me, you can always send me a message on Facebook. You can go to coachramsey.com and you can um, contact me there. Um, coach me. You can email me at coachme at coachramsey.com um, as well. And um, yeah, these, these are just different things that we really, really go to. Yeah. She says, I'm over nurturing, <laughs> over nurturing. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, we do too much. And sometimes we comfort people in their comfort zone. And we got to be careful because there's a there's a there's a tension to growth. There's a tension to growth. Um, there is a pushing and a pulling. There's a tension that happens when we're trying to develop people and we're trying to grow people. I always say there are certain things you can tell a person and there's certain things you got to teach. There's difference. So there's a tension in trying to raise people up to being able to handle the responsibility of ministry and of leadership. And so you got to grow some people into it. You can't tell them. You have to teach them into it. And so sometimes if you're over nurturing, you provide more excuses. You provide, um, the, you create an environment for excuses. You got to be so careful. If you are over nurturing, you can create an environment for excuses where people feel comfortable bringing you nothing. And you don't want that. You don't want people to feel comfortable bringing you nothing right. You enable them. You have to be so mindful of that because, again, the more um, that you are uh, in that leadership style, then that means that the more um, the less engaged they will be, the less engaged that they will be. And so there's a time for um, when you commend them and then there's a time when you have to correct them and, and you have to know the, 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 the ins and outs of both. Because there's a tension when you're trying to grow people. There's a tension in growth. So, yeah. Awesome. Anybody else? Great comments. Thank you, guys. Great comments. Great comments. Good stuff. All right. If you got something out of this, give me a thumbs up. Give me some heart. Show me some love. Let me know that you got something out of today's talk. Um, I really, really, really want to dive into this some more because, again, these are principles that you can apply um, into your business, to your organization, to your church. And this... Um, this is something that I had to learn over time. Um, and this is something that you can't just walk away and then, 
you know, have it down pat. You, you don't perfect this overnight. You do not perfect this overnight. And the humbling process about delegation is sometimes you're going you're gonna to miss it and you're going to delegate to the wrong person and you're going to have to deal with that. So it happens. But I just want you guys to know that I love you and I am praying for you. Pray for us. We're preparing for Surge, um, the Youth Leader Summit coming up on Saturday, September 23rd. Um, it's going to be in Queens, New York at St. Albans Assembly, 200-25 Linden Boulevard. Um, I'm excited. The people are excited. We are about to break 100 registrants. Um, I, I, I'm preparing in prayer. We're, the team is preparing in prayer. We're, we're preparing to receive you, the panelists, the the special guests that are coming, everybody's ready. This is going to be a phenomenal encounter. We're going to be talking about increasing your influence. If you're in youth ministry, if you know someone in youth ministry, or if you just want to be empowered, I invite you to come. But if you are in youth ministry, you know someone in youth ministry, you want them to be at the surge. I don't know if you saw on Facebook this whole thing about that Chicago teen girl who was found in the freezer. Uh, I'm telling you, the greater the wickedness in this world, the greater we need to be empowered the greater the level of empowerment must be for those of us who are in the trenches with this generation i'm telling you we're sin abound grace is much more abound and what is the grace of god it is the empowerment of god to get the job done and so god wants to release a fresh grace on his leaders as the sin is increasing the wickedness is increasing in this world god says i'm about to release a fresh grace for his youth leaders and so i want to see you if you're in youth ministry if you're a youth pastor youth leader if you're serving at any capacity in youth ministry i want to see you on saturday september 23rd at the surge go to my page find us like us um find us on power up page if you like the power up page you'll see the event there as well find that event say hey i'm going click get your ticket it is free registration is free but seating is limited I, I don't know if we're going to make it to the 23rd with open registration. I think I'm going to have to close it really, really soon. And I'm not saying that to rush anybody. I'm saying that because that's just the reality. With the increase of growth comes the increase of the budget. And so we're going to have to start to cut it off. And so I'm encouraging you, if you have not registered or if you know someone in ministry, in youth ministry, they have not registered, go to that. Go to the surge the number two dot eventbrite.com and register today. We have a few spots left. Register today. I'm going to put the um, information is the surge um, two dot eventbrite.com and you can register there again. Registration is free, but the seating is limited. And, and I want to see you guys there. It, that the, I don't know about you, but did it not just touch our hearts to see um, to see what happened to that teen in Chicago. And all I could do was pray for the family and pray for um, those that were involved in it. Um, but we have to come together as youth leaders and begin to strategize on how we are going to empower our kids to be the light in the world and to really be the, be the people that intervene in these situations and be empowered. And that the lead, if the kids can't be empowered, if the leaders are not empowered. So I need these leaders to come. Surge is a gathering place for youth leaders to come and be empowered, revived, and refreshed. 
and informed okay so you can ask your questions you can get some answers you can get some strategy and you can meet some amazing 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 people back in may when we did surge it was amazing god really met us and we had a great time we were in and out we came in at 11 we were out by 3 30 people stayed around for another hour talking and just getting to know one another which was amazing and i'm telling you don't want to miss it you can go to the surge2.eventbrite.com and get your free tickets do that, invite somebody, and then I'll see you there Saturday, September 23rd at The Surge. I'm going to be in New Jersey this weekend coming up at the Woman to Woman Conference with Cherie Simpson. I'm probably going to come on live a little bit later and talk about that because I'm excited about what God is going to do at this conference. And I want you, if you are in that area, to meet us at the conference. If you can register, register to be there. If you are a woman in ministry, particularly be there. If you're a woman that needs something from God, something fresh, I promise you God is going to meet us. Uh, Y'all, if the theme is the doctor will see you now, I'm just going to leave it right there. I'm just going to leave it right there because it's going to be phenomenal. I love you guys. I hope to see you on the 23rd at The Surge. All right. If you have any questions, inbox me and we can talk. Bye-bye. Thank you again for joining us on the Power Up Podcast, Lead It or Leave It with your host, Chanel Ramsey, where we seek to inspire and empower today's leaders. For more information about Power Up, we invite you to visit us at powerupnetwork.org or you can reach us by email at info at powerupnetwork.org. Feel free to subscribe, go on social media, like our page, and follow us. Till next week, be inspired.